Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Be Fearless podcast. And today I bring you a real estate educator. She's owner of the Hammond Real Estate Education. She brings more than 26 years of experience in the real estate industry to her customers. And she's well known for her yay happy attitude. Let's welcome the host of the Jennifer Hammond Show. Welcome, Jennifer Hammond. Yay! <laughs> yay! Thank you, thank you. Yay! <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you. Where are you call? Uh, where are you talking to us today? Where are you from right now? Today I'm down in Florida. I'm around the Tampa Clearwater area. Yay! Yay! So beautiful! <laughs> oh my gosh! Yay! I love it. I love it. I love. I love the. I'm originally from Puerto Rico, so I am attracted to, to the sunny, humid uh, climate from Florida. And oh my gosh, uh, clear water is amazing. It, you um, know, it's funny. I'm actually from Key West, Florida, and so oh though, and I've lived down in the U.S. Virgin Islands and the British Virgin Islands. I got licensed in the U.S. Virgin Islands. I sold real estate for a year, and then I was in the British Virgin Islands, and I was um, I did other things there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But that's amazing. I mean, we're going to leave it at that. We're going to keep yes. it a secret, right? Uh, yes. But that's amazing. That I think that's what I love from the real estate uh, business is that you can take your business everywhere. Yes. You just go get your license and then you can start, you know, building wealth and uh, helping other people do the same. Uh, it is amazing. Now, for the people that is just like seeing your face, getting to know you, who is Jennifer Hammond? Who was she growing up? Well, I was an island girl growing up. I was in Key West, Florida. I grew up in the Florida Keys, I should say. I was on some of the other islands. And if you know those islands, there's each one has its own personality. But I will say it was a little bit of a difficult childhood. My mom was an alcoholic and my mom and dad had divorced when I was really young. So I was surrounded by um, drug addicts and drug dealers and alcoholics. And so the beginning life was pretty tough. And I'm also going to tell you, especially because I know a little bit about your story and I know that you're passionate as well as 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 EXP realtor. I love my mother and my father when I, I woke up one night in the middle of the night and I heard them fighting, crashing. Things are crashing. Glasses breaking. It's awful. And I thought, oh, it's just another fight. And then it was the morning when I realized we lost our home. Oh, wow. Because my mom and dad just did not do very well financially. And I shouldn't say and my, my dad had been a lawyer, but they just didn't make good financial decisions. And and that was kind of the last straw, I think, that ended up breaking up the marriage. And they got divorced when I was really young. They tried to stay together, but they just really there was just so much destruction when you lose a house. But it also put the passion in me to help others yes. be able to get a house. And I still, you know, I'm 26 years in this business and I still love helping first time home buyers. And, you know, I, as you know, I'm licensed, I've been licensed in Virginia, DC and Maryland, and now I'm licensed in Florida. But for most of my career, I was in the Washington DC area. And I loved, even, even though I had three different licenses 
and each jurisdiction has completely different rules for first-time home buyers. But you probably know, like in Virginia, there are different programs, but in DC, there is an amazing program for um, giving you a grant for your down payment. There's another one that actually gives you, it's what's called a second mortgage that you don't have to make any payments on for your closing costs until you go to sell the property. So you have your, you know, your down payment paid for your closing costs. And then they have a thing called tax abatement. And that is five years, no property taxes. So you don't pay any property taxes. Anyway, I could go on and on. I love helping first time home buyers. But of course, now I'm in Florida and I love helping people, you know, um, especially with finding their dream house. They've always wanted to have a house on the water or one of the canals so they can have a boat or go kayaking or whatever their passion is. And I just love, love, love educating like you. I love your podcast and the fact that your enthusiasm is very much contagious. Thank you. I love the fact that you're passionate about making sure people are looking at it from different viewpoints, which is really, really important. And I spent 10 years on Sirius XM hosting the Jennifer Hammett show on (laughs) Sirius XM. And it was so funny when we started the show, it was called The Reality of Real Estate with Jennifer Hammond. And nobody liked that title. It was just so long. <laughs> over the years, you know, I have talked to so many people and been so blessed with the with the doing what you're doing, helping people get the education they need so they can make good decisions in real estate. Because as you know, it's mm-hmm. one of the biggest single financial decisions people will make. Yes. Yes. And uh, I think that in the times that we actually live in, having, you know, the proper um, information to get, um, how can I say, the proper information to get to invest our money correctly and in properties that are actually going to be, you know, a good investment because not every property is a good investment, right? Right. (laughs) Um, What do you think it is like the number one thing that people are should look at when they're uh, looking for a property for investment. So it, it matters a lot on what's important to that person and that financial, I almost want to say moment in time. And th- you might appreciate this. Every single deal is like a fingerprint. It's that different and that unique. But one of the things that is always important with every single one of them is what's important to your bottom line. Like, for instance, are you interested in just having more cash flow every month? Well, then it could be multifamily that you're most interested in. Or is it that you're really interested in building wealth over a long term? Or let's give it one more. I don't want to give too many because I don't want to be confusing. Or is it that you always wanted to do real estate investing, but you wanted to do it tax free? And there's some very specific strategies that are tax strategies that can really be so powerful for someone building up their IRA, like self-directed IRAs, understanding the tax code, the 1031 tax code. They're just some amazing benefits. So you need to decide what's your priority. And that's what usually when I meet with an investor, and I also teach a three-day real estate investing class. And that's one of the first things they say is, so we have to talk about your goals. What is your goal with a real estate investing property? You know, is it just that you want to flip it? You just want to make a little chunk of cash? You know, did you want some extra income every month? You know, and then you need to look at the worst case scenarios and see if your budget and your cash flow can handle that. Exactly. 
Oh my gosh, that is so good what you just said. Because um, a lot of people think that uh, investing into real estate for profit is the same as when you buy a regular house for yourself. It is not. Like you have to, um, it has, uh, for example, you need to have at least 20% of uh, the money to put down versus when you're buying towards yourself is just like a 10%. So it's, it requires more money for down payments it requires some other, um, some other, uh, you know, documentation. It, it is how beneficial is for people that they is actually investing, buying for investment. Um, do they usually, because I have heard so many ways. Um, do they usually put it put it under their name, or they usually go through the LLC kind of route? Like, which one will be best? So this is where I would say to you, one of the things that I am known for all over is what I call building your yay team of experts. And what that means is you have a yay real estate agent, somebody who's going to advise you on whatever you're doing, whether it's multifamily, single family, uh, like a little fourplex or whatever it is, an Airbnb, short-term rental. But you also need an attorney. You also need a yay tax person. You need a yay contractor. You need a yay home inspector. And I could go <laughs> on. There's 10 people on that yay team that I think are really important. And I teach a class on it. I just absolutely love it. But when you, your question, whether to do an LLC or or to put it in your own name. And the reason, you know, you said, oh, you've heard this, an this answer so many different times. And my answer would be, well, it depends. Part of it would be building that yay team and having, because you're going to get different answers. Your real estate agent might say one thing. The real mm -hmm. estate attorney is going to tell you something different. And then you're probably going to talk to your tax person. And they're going to say something different. And then, of course, your yay money source, whatever that is. If that's a lender, the lender, if it's hard money, they may say, oh, we don't mind an LLC. But if it's a, a traditional, like if you're going, oh, I want to get a fourplex and I'm going to use an FHA loan. Well, guess what? That one may just be that you're going to need to put it in your personal name. It's not going to be able to be in an LLC. So and then, then, of course, there's trust. There's all sorts of other legal instruments. But I advise you to talk to your yay real estate attorney and your yay tax person and your yay money person. Those three are critical to answering that question for you and specifically for the time. Because it may be this time you put it in your own name, but next time you put it in your LLC's name. So, yeah, that is a definitely very important information to know and is um for our first interest obviously to have more than one people on our team that give us guidance um because it's true i mean as i say this it's true what you just said it's all true um i have asked this question to several people and i get a different answer depending on who is the person that I'm asking, yeah. <laughs> like it's definitely a different answer, uh, and that definitely can be create can create confusion um, to the people that want to invest. So, what do you think is is like the ambience for investment in the current economic situation now? What that we are right now is is there people that is taking the leap of faith and jumping into investment still is people more like regarded is in, in the state of, of florida at this point uh how's how things are going is this a good 
also, is this a good time to invest? Well, it's always a good time to invest if it's a good deal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, the, that's the key part is if it's a good deal. And yes, it's, it's definitely a good time right now because there are deals out there. The interesting part, though, is that so often people don't know how to analyze a deal properly. And that's one way that it get taken down. The other thing is, is now financing at this time that we're recording, you know, it is definitely um, financing is a lot more restrictive than it was even a year ago. So what are you going to what are your options for financing or do you have a self-directed IRA or do you have cash or do you have a partner? And then part of that is the financing side of it so that the numbers make sense because so that's part of it is the money side of it. And then, of course, the old adage that you've heard a million times, which is location, location, location. I even <laughs> have the, the yay locations in the fact that there's locations that are going to be yay because they're going to bring you money because you have now invested in, in a location that is going to be good and it's it's going to grow because as you know in this universe nothing stays the same nothing never <laughs> either going down in that neighborhood's the same thing and it's either I, I call it the yay neighborhood or a yucky neighborhood so it's either going down because it's a yucky neighborhood and it could be that they're not taking care of the parks or the street lights or the sidewalks could be because the city's not paying attention. It, there's all the, maybe the commercial stores are moving out of that area. Maybe because of the pandemic, they got too many things or it's a yay neighborhood and it's, it's getting better. Like you're seeing more stores come in there, more high end grocery stores, or we used to call it the Starbucks effect years ago with, Starbucks was so picky when they first were looking for locations. Mm -hmm. They have a formula, a very particular formula on where that location is that they know for sure is going to be profitable. And it's the same thing if you were looking at a franchise like um, any of the Subways or McDonald's. They're always looking for locations. So as an investor, follow the examples that you've seen before. And one of the things that I think is so taken for granted is actually going out and driving the neighborhood at different times of the day and experiencing the neighborhood. Even for my residential clients, I will say to them, go to the grocery store. I mean, I give them a list, a little homework assignment. And part of it is, is go to the grocery store in that area and find out where is the closest grocery store. During COVID, one of the things that we found was that there were a lot of places that were, as we call them, food deserts. And it was not, you couldn't get to a grocery store close Mm -hmm. um, and, or they didn't have what you needed because the, you know, there was so many different times when we didn't have stuff on the shelves. So what is that neighborhood giving for you? Does it have, you know, are you somebody who has a pet, you know, does, and, and again, if it's an investment property, so in that area, are there people like if you're doing a short-term rental that travel with pets and that's why they want a short-term rental house, or is it something that, Again, the, um, it's a we call it a walkable or a bikeable neighborhood. You can bike and there's parks and things to do. So what's going on in that neighborhood? It's either getting better or it's getting worse. Mm -hmm. so we need to make sure we are looking for those indicators of what's happening in that area. Yeah. You mentioned something that is definitely interesting and is how the market behaved, especially for investment or what happened with investment properties during the pandemic. Could you comment a little bit more on that? Yes, absolutely. 
So, and I did it. It's so funny because I was I, still in Sirius XM during that time. And I interviewed a lot of investors. And interestingly enough, we because it was also, as you know, it was different state by state on how the investors were being treated. So like for commercial people who might own commercial properties like restaurants and shops and things of that nature, it was really, it was very tough because the restaurants weren't being able to pay rent. And so many of them just lost their businesses. So as an investor, could you go two years without somebody vacating and them not paying you any rent? I mean, because usually when people do their formulas, they look at three months or six months, but not two years of somebody not being Uh able to pay as a restaurant or office space, but then also as renters. And again, this was different depending on what jurisdiction you are. And I know you're in Virginia. So Virginia and DC treated things very differently. You know, DC is a very pro-tenant state. And so they didn't have to pay but also they couldn't get evicted because the courts were shut down after they were required to pay rent. And so as an well, investor- The courts were shut down definitely for civil um, matters, uh, although the criminal traffic matters were still running. Right. Yes, <laughs> clear about that, yes. Because it was, it was interesting because I had listings and we had tenants and I was right in the middle of all that. And we were doing shows constantly just trying to get the- the latest and the greatest of figuring out, okay, are we going to court by via Zoom call or are they, you know, are they going to postpone us again because mm-hmm. of the pandemic? It was a very, very interesting time. And, and you know, I, I try to make light and say, well, whoever expects the Spanish Inquisition, whoever expected a pandemic? I mean, this is craziness. So do you think that would ever happen again? Gosh, I hope not. But I think you should look at all the angles and all the worst case scenarios when you're looking to purchase an investment property. Definitely. Because um, I can't, I, I try to, even want to try to like place myself in the shoes of all those like landlords and the tenants as well, because I mean, it's not easy also uh, a lot of people lost their jobs. It's that they didn't pay the rent because they didn't want it to. Is that they lost their jobs. Right. Because, yeah. Exactly. Um, in the middle of the whole uh, situation, in, in yeah. on top of that, th- then you're being evicted for losing your job, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was definitely not a pretty situation. Um and even though I still try to kind of like put myself in their shoes, I I can't even imagine just how they felt um, and how they feel still to this day. Because, you know, all those cases are now being seen and being heard in front of the judge and, you know, um, being called out. How do you think the... American people, the, the confidence of the American people has shifted or has changed in a way when it comes to real estate. Or is there still some confidence in like, okay, real estate is still a way of freedom, a way of making money, or are they, or, or is the fear has taken over? I think it's definitely the, the, excitement of there are so many opportunities in the real estate investing and it's still you own something you know especially when we're talking about digital currencies and and all sorts of things that are you know 
uh, intangible or not touchable. And so real estate is still that thing that people get so excited about and they can really see, oh my gosh, I bought it for this. I, you know, I'm making this much cash flow. They can really see it. They can go and touch it. They can feel it. They can renovate it. They can do so much with it. And I, I feel like there's so much hope out there for all the new transitions of what's going to happen. And again, we're getting new lending laws. We're getting all sorts of, it's always going to be a different market. And that's, I always think it's one of those things where you need to look and really observe what's happening in your market. Don't listen to the negative news because the news loves headlines that are scary. They're yes. more fear-based that they can make them, you know, and there's that old saying in journalism that used to say, if it bleeds, it leads in the news. So I hate to say they, they're looking for the thing that, you know, is the most filled with fear. And what I would suggest is find out for yourself if you're a real estate investor, because there is so much opportunity right now. It is time to really embrace that and enjoy that and have fun investing. Yes. I agree. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I totally agree. I love that, you know, you just like say it as, as it is, because um, every time that I'm looking at the news, there's a, about real estate, there's so much negative commenting and some re negative reporting out there. And I'm like, I'm so grateful that you just clarify and put some confidence back into our audience, because a lot of people ask me as well, Dagmar, what do you think about the real estate? Is that like, are we definitely inside a titanic are we gonna like sink anytime soon i'm like no no stop panicking stop panicking this is not i mean it's a definitely a difficult time but it's not impossible for you to get that new home or that investment property that you have been look have been looking for for so long now since your expertise is investments ooh, what will be like the top Three tips or things that any anyone can start doing today. Well, first of all, it would be the, to build that yay team because you need those exact those advisors. You know, your real estate agent can't be your tax person and certainly can't be your legal person. So you need to make sure you have that real estate agent, the tax person, the attorney. You need to make sure you have that yay team, all those people. That's no matter where you are and no matter how much you think you know. <laughs> Because <laughs> even as real estate agents, and we've been in for so long, I think every so often we fall into our own trap. You know, every so often I had, I had my dad recently say to me, you do take your own advice, right? <laughs> I was like, well, of course I do. And I thought it was hilarious that he said that because he was reminding me, of course, sometimes you start to go so fast that you forget. So number one, you know, um, build that yay team. And number two, something we talked about a little bit before, but it's location, location, location. Your location is either getting better or it's getting worse. It's either getting more yay or it's yuck, 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 yuck. So you want to make sure that you really know that location and which direction it's going. And then number three would be your money. Make sure you're not paying too much for your money. It's so often people, again, they find this shiny object and they think, you know, just like looking at shopping for an interest rate versus understanding all the other fees and terms, you know, it's, it's the whole package when you're borrowing money. It's not exactly. just the interest rate. So those would be my three top things so that you are successful in real estate investing and you can share not only with yourself, but your family, all the yays. <laughs> 
from real estate investing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yay! Those are your three tips. You better, you better listen. You better implement. Okay, you guys. And I want you to come back here to this uh, live and tell us yes. how you did. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. You also send us questions. If you want to do questions, love that. And yeah. then you're going to be on my show. I'm so excited. <gasps> That's true. Oh my God. That's exciting too. Yeah. Oh, we will let you know soon when yeah. it's going to be the date. So, but you have the preview here. Okay. Now you have a freebie for my audience. Wow. I do. This is so special for your audience. You know, it's a free book and it's seven ways to create yays every day it's so important so you just text the word book b-o-o-k to the number 727-888-5595 so text the word book to 727-888-5595 i love it and yeah. you know i love you know what i love the word book because when you spell it says B-O-O-K, okay? <laughs> B-O-O-K. <laughs> I love it. All right, you guys, you heard it. And what, where they can get in touch with you? So Instagram's the quickest way is Jennifer J. Hammond is my Instagram handle. And I love interacting with people on Instagram. So feel free to hit me up on Instagram. And of course, you can go listen to my podcast, Jennifer J. Hammond Podcast. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for your time, for being here, for sharing your awesomeness and your knowledge with my audience. We truly love you. And the doors are open anytime that you want to come back. Just let us know so we can hang out and have so much. Yay. This is one update for, uh, you know, on the future, right? Yes. Well, yes. Thank you so much again for being here with us today. And for you guys, thank you for your awesomeness and for being your support. You've been so amazing. I cannot tell you how much I love you. You have taken this podcast internationally. Let me tell you, this week, Netherlands joined to the audience. So I want you to say, you know, Say yay, Netherlands, yay. Thank you. Thank you so much for your support. And you guys, as you know, until next time, don't forget to unlock your potential and be fearless. Bye.